You're listening to Bellwether's podcast with Matthews Joseph. Hey there, people. Thank you so much for listening to the Bellwethers podcast. This is your host, Matthews Joseph, and today we have Tony J. Collier. Uh, she is the founder of Broken Crayons, and she's the director of gathering at Preemptive Love. And she's also the co-lead pastor at Hillsong Atlanta, and she's a communicator, she's a host, and she's a consultant. So we have Tony on us with us on the show. Tony, welcome to Bellwethers podcast. It's a true honor to have you over here. Yay. So glad to be here, man. Really honored to be on this platform. Great. Thank you. So um, could you, do you mind just like giving us a short uh, summary of what you do and who you are, you know, just to uh, let the audience know a bit more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I wear a lot of hats, if I'm just going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I would say I, I put myself into three buckets these days. Uh, number one, I get to be the founder of a women's brand called Broken Crayon Still Color, uh, where we manage a blog with a series that we do every single month. Uh, we also have an exclusive women's group where we're just helping women find community and hope in the middle of their brokenness. Uh, we also have a women's course where we walk about 50 women through a one-year process of processing through trauma and pain and past relationships and, and getting on the other side to hope. And so I get to do that, but also I get to travel and speak as a pastor. Uh, I'm a co-lead pastor with my husband of Hillsong Atlanta, new church plant that we've been building and working on. Um, and so I get to do that, just preach the gospel. And then I have an incredible relationship and contract with Preemptive Love. It's an international peacemaking organization where I just get to lead people to peace, um, to kind of defeat their fears and cross on the other side of divisiveness and find love and and belonging, even in relationships that may look different and believe different and identify differently than they do. Um, and so, yeah, so I do all that. And I'm a mom and a wife and uh, just trying to do my best to spread light and love in the world, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's actually a really great introduction. So, I mean, you actually, I mean, that's exactly what uh, my first question is, in fact. So the first question is like, how do you aptly manage time, you know, as a director, <laughs> uh, CEO and a pastor? I mean, that's like, you know, three different buckets. That's like, I think right. that's a lot on your turf, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, when I saw your profile, I was like, man, that is something yeah. that this is one major question that I should ask. And, you know, most yeah. people today are like afraid to even start a business since having, you know, when they are having a job. Uh, as such, you know, they don't want to take extra risk and uh, because they yeah. fear that if they can divert time into that as well. So in this case, how do you aptly manage time, you know, in do, in doing this three different roles? Yeah. So I would say, uh, man, let's see, maybe about five to six years ago, I heard something that just changed my life. Um, and my friend Shanta Flowers, I'll never forget. We probably haven't talked in years at this point, but uh, she's just so incredible. She She said this to me once. She said, Tony, I think more of us need to break up with balance and marry priorities. And what she meant by that was that instead of trying to balance everything in one setting, which, man, I can be the queen of multitasking, there are moments where we just get to prioritize what we're doing in the moment. You know, for me, even getting on this podcast, like I have the mindset of what's my priority in this moment? And while I love my daughter and my husband, I set everybody up for success. And I say, hey, guys, for the next 30 minutes to an hour, this is my priority. And I've had to just relieve myself of this idea that I just got to do everything at one time all the time. And I, I've had to compartmentalize a lot of my life. I have morning blocks and midday blocks. I have like assigned things to do during the day and during the weeks. Uh, even my days are assigned uh, to specific projects and organizations. 
And it's just been beautiful. It's been honestly freeing to be like, hey, like I got Tuesdays and Thursdays for this only. And during this time and this block, I'm with my kid and I'm not doing anything else. Every call that comes in, every email that comes in that is not the priority in the moment will wait and I will make space and opportunity. Um, And then I would say another really practical thing is um, I am just delegation station. I love working in teams. I am just, I don't know. It's, it's just my thing. Like I am, I'm not prideful enough to say that I own everything. Every single thing that I do, every part of my life is done with villages, tribes, people that can do it better than I can do that can run faster than I can. And I just really take the time to develop leaders underneath me who can carry so much weight. And I'm not a micromanager. I just love to cheer people on and put them in their right places at the right time and just run together. So that's been a really big thing. I lead over about 87 people um, that's kind of running all these ships with me. So it's not just me. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty much a lot. But, you know, I think, you know, when you prioritize, you know, and that's how exactly how you do it. And and, and I'm I'm right. That, that That's really surprising, you know, for someone who does all this lot and then still <laughs> has time to do, come on a podcast, too. I mean, that's like incredible. Oh, yeah. I love <laughs> like, it. You know, I love it. Uh, I'm amazed, you know, um, how you actually schedule your priorities, and that's totally great. And you know, I think one of the, one of the, oh, I think my next question would be regarding that because you just told me that you have 87 people working with you, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, in a in a world like this, in a in a COVID crisis world where everything, almost everything has turned to a virtual events and you know e- including this podcast i mean we're not even physical and we are we are totally in two different cities and two different time yeah. zones and still we are doing it and you know being a communicator and a host you know how do you think people can improve communication in a virtual world because in this time i think uh, straightforward communication is what is the most necessity i mean i think that has become the more priority than anything else so in a crisis world like this how do you think people can improve uh, communication in a virtual world yeah well i mean so communication has many different lanes and i i may not be able to answer the question too directly but i'll try to just answer it from Um, an authenticity standpoint, and then maybe just provide some strategy as well. I would say first and foremost, I think you have to communicate what's authentic and true to you. Um, Oftentimes I've seen um, communication not go well when you're in spaces that's not authentic to you. You know, I'm not going to get on a stage. I am not going to get, you know, in front of a screen and talk about sports. All right. Because people are going to see right through it. They're going to be like, sis, you have no idea what you're talking about. And the truth is, when you have wisdom in a specific area, it comes out of you. Right. It leaks out of you. It flows from you. When you can come from a place of communicating from experience, man, people just know it. They know they can uh, sense it. And, you know, people value authenticity in these days. And so I would say, first and foremost, you got to communicate what's authentic to you um, because it will just come from you so authentically. Um, One of the things that's been very, very uh, big for me in this season practically is meeting with people one on one and really talking heart before strategy and mind and execution and to-do lists. Um, I had a call with um, one of the girls that I'm, I'm looking over and kind of training up with a consulting contract. And there was just something on my heart for her. Like I, for like literally a day and a half before we even got on the phone for our weekly one-on-one, I just felt something so heavy. And before we got on the call, I was like, hey, I would just love to talk about how your heart's doing. 
And that's one of the things I ask my team members all the time and the people that I get to lead. How's your heart? Like, what's going on? Like, what are you feeling? Because when we begin to understand the people that we lead over, especially the people that are carrying visions and organizations and churches forward for us by actually executing, when we begin to understand what they're wrestling with, we meet them in a place that is way greater than anything that they can ever do. Because what we're communicating is that they are more worthy than what they can do. And when you value that at a super high level, I don't know, man, you get people's best. They're like above and beyond. And so I would say uh, for any leaders out there, spend time with your teams, not just working in the business, but working on the people, you know? Um, And then, I mean, for for all other communication, um, I have just been really, really big lately on directness. I I I'm, I can talk a lot. I'm a verbal processor. Um, but what I've really tried to do for people is to kind of condense that down, if we're just being honest. Um, I've been doing a lot of to-do lists for my teams. So these, this is what I'm saying in three bullet points, you know, versus like, here's what I'm saying in a super long email that you have to spend three hours trying to decipher. This is the <laughs> point that I'm trying to get to. And that's really helped with communication as well. Cool. Wow. I mean, you know, that's that's really great, you know, because I think uh, I think that will come in handy to a lot of people who listen to this podcast and have struggled communication. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I even I mean, at one point of time, even I have, I mean, because uh, it's hard to communicate with my team when there's like too much on my turf and then I even skip the meetings. But, you know, but being authentic and being direct, you know, I think yeah. those are the main two qualities that, you know, as a leader that you should keep forward in, in, in communication. Yeah. And I know I think I think it's pretty amazing what you just said, and I think that's going to be an eye opener, and uh, it's going to be a helpful tactic for a lot of people uh, who wants to communicate better. So yeah. going on, so this next question is about broken cryons, and you know, and uh, what, what, um, uh, you actually say this a lot of time that uh, broken cryons still color, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that's like your catchphrase. But you know, how has broken crayons enabled? Uh, in spreading the message of hope and restoration to women all over the world? Man, first and foremost, uh, when I first started Broken Crayons, I started it by myself. And I was so confident. I was like, I'm about to crush it. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I was like, I got this on lock. Um, And then God was like, no, like just a straight up hard no. I remember I was two and a half months in and I'm like trying to do my thing. And God's just like, shut it down. And so I shut it down. I got off of all social media for October through December, and it was so difficult. And then in January, when I got off of this social media fast, I just felt God saying, your story is not powerful enough. It is not about just you. It's not about your story. And it's a beautiful story. But if you're going to actually convince women that broken crowns still color, that I still want to use them even in the middle of their mess, you're going to need an army. You know, you're going to need a a group of people that can help to speak into this idea that that quite frankly the world teaches us the opposite of. They're like, you got to be perfect to succeed and God's like, no, you just got to surrender. And so I would say the secret sauce to broken crowns is the team. I have a group of six women, a team of six women that are just phenomenal, but they all carry their own brokenness and their own story and their own traumas and their own pain. But when women look at us together, all different ages and shapes and ethnicities from Indian to white American to African American to Honduran, they say, oh, I can see myself in one of them. And if God can still use them 
in the middle of their brokenness, then they can use me too. And so the team's been a very a huge part of seeing this kind of mission press forward. But then also through that, when you have multiple people on your team from multiple backgrounds, you get to create multiple hooks, as I would like to call them. And hooks are just different ways that people connect with your organization. And so some people like, you know, blogs, like they're just some women that just love to read. And so we have bloggers, content creators on our team. That's not me. Like, that's just the truth. I'm just, I am not about to read your blog, okay? But I may watch a video, you know, or, you know, listen to some audio, a podcast. And we have women that are great at video content. So we created the Hopeful Woman course where we're helping women process through brokenness and get on the other side to hope because some women just like it that way. And, you know, with the community engagement and prayer, we have a prayer partners network where we have women, real authentic women, six additional women who have come on board to our team and volunteered their time uh, to just pray with women. And for some women, like that's their stilo. Like they just want prayer and connection and authenticity and community. And it's beautiful, but not everybody wants to connect with a woman that, you know, they don't know that's just praying for them, you know, and their family. And so we've honestly just created so many different hooks from beautiful aesthetics on Instagram, to video content, to blog content, to a whole course. And we're getting ready to release a, a, even a merchandise line where people can kind of wear their hope. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been about building a great team and then creating multiple avenues to connect with women so that they can see themselves. Wow, that's that's totally great, you know. And I think uh, the next question would be, uh, what prompted you to start uh, Broken Crayons? Because you actually mentioned that yeah. vaguely uh, why you actually said, answered my last question. But there's also a continuation, like what golden advice uh, would you give to someone who wants to start a nonprofit organization? Yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, you have to be called to the work. Um, I think it's really like attractive. It's super sexy to say, oh, I'm going to start a nonprofit. I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to start an organization. But it's hard work. Like we're standing in the trenches for people. Like, let's just be real about that. Even with my international peacemaking work, like we're laying our bodies on the line, on the front lines of war, like real bullets and bombs for people. And with broken crayons, we're laying our minds and our emotions and our spirits on the line for women to help carry them through some of the darkest times of their life. I would say first and foremost, you gotta be called to it and you gotta know it without a shadow of a doubt that this is the work that I'm supposed to do and I am willing to carry everything that comes along with it. I'm willing to be responsible for people's hearts, for their salvation, honestly, for their relationship with God, whether we like it or not. People lean on us for those things. I would say number two, find you someone who's done it before. I, I mean, I wouldn't say this is mandatory. I would say, I think it's like a requirement. I wouldn't say mandatory, but I mean, I can't tell you how many mistakes I avoided because I just asked someone that had already done it, right? Like someone that had already been in my position, someone that had already failed a couple of times. Um, and it was beautiful. And it's been such a beautiful journey of just learning and growing and being corrected and being guided. And so I have a business mentor and I have a spiritual mentor and I have my husband who's been an entrepreneur for longer than I have. I just ask really, really good questions. And then thirdly, I would just say, don't do it alone. And I know, I don't know, for some people, they're like, well, I don't have anyone. We'll pray for somebody. Okay. Like go and find someone, lock arms with someone. And I'm not talking about just a blog or, you know, a, even a podcast. Cause my husband started his podcast by himself, but I'm talking about real organizations. Um, there's a study out there 
that talks about, it's called the, the, um, goodness, I want to remember, oh, the thinking wavelength and the thinking wavelength, uh, test. And it is by the Tom Patterson Institute. They're located and based out of California. But if you ever get the opportunity, I would urge you to take this assessment. It's totally free online called the thinking wavelength test. And what it pretty much tests or scales is your ability and capacity to lead and how that comes forth for you naturally. So I am what they would call a keeper. So I kind of sit in the middle of the thinking wavelength. But then there are other people that are grinders. They are on the other end of the spectrum of this thinking wavelength. And there, on the other end of that spectrum, there are people called conceivers. Usually conceivers are CEOs. They're, they're super high level vision. They love risk. They can change at the drop of a dime. Well, on the other end, the grinders do not like big vision. They just want to execute. They want to be the ones on the door, greeting the people, delivering the thing. And, and that's it. I'm a keeper. So I sit right in the middle of those two. So I love strategy a whole bunch. And here's the deal. I have to have a conceiver and I have to have a grinder on my team to really make the organization go. Because if I don't, I will subconsciously typically try to run an organization, not out of my strengths, but out of my weaknesses. I am not a grinder. I do not like the day-to-day tasks of organization, but I love to train people to do it, give them a strategy to execute it out. So I would definitely say if you can avoid it before starting something, the third one would just be get a team, get some people that have the heart as you, uh, just like you and, and go and do it together. Wow, that's that's really great, you know, and I think that the thinking wavelength test, I think that would come in handy to a lot of people. So yeah, guys, make sure that you guys go ahead. Uh, it'll be there in the episode description. So make sure you guys go ahead and check that out as well. So I think it will be really helpful uh, for you guys. So I guess we have come to the end of the session and, you know, that was a lot of information, though it was quick, <laughs> uh, but it was like a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, uh, Tony Collier just talked to us and <laughs> from time management, uh, you know, to communication and, you know, to spreading the message of hope. And I think that is really great. And today when we stand, how we stand in a world where entrepreneurship has become a more like a trend and everybody has a small business and everybody mm-hmm. is trying to pursue something else. And uh, we think that this would come in handy to a lot of people so guys uh, make sure you guys listen to this and if you guys love this do share it with someone else I think that'll really come in handy to a lot of people once again Tony J. Collier thank you so much for being on this podcast it's a true honor and you know it's a lot of information but I think it has opened the eyes of a lot of people thank you so much absolutely thanks for having me thank you All all right people thank you so much for listening make sure you guys stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.